You unlock this benefit with the key of Patreon. Beyond is another dimension. A dimension of thought. A dimension of speculation. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both waffle and substance. Of things and ideas. You've just crossed into the Podcast Zone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our trek through the Twilight Zone. And uh, just like me, just like Julian, we are all alike. Everybody's the same and we're all just the same. That's right, we're talking about the episode People Are Alike All Over, where two people, uh, a scientist and, well, um, you know, an astronaut, I think, which would still be a scientist, but they don't seem to accept that in the 60s, um, are jettisoned to Mars. And once again, as in all these episodes on the Twilight Zone, the spaceship crashes. Launching seems fine. Landing's a real problem in the Twilight Zone. Um, and we are introduced to Martians. So, Julian, what were your thoughts on this episode? Um, well, this is a weaker episode after a long run of, of really strong ones. Um, you know, I, I like the misanthropy that you know of this episode and of of some other twilight zone episodes i mean certainly there in uh the monsters are due on maple street you know this this play on the title people are like all over this is what um you know the the main character hears uh and there's this sort of debate sort of like you know spock mccoy debate over like uh whether people are like all over, you know, meaning a good thing or, you know, these aliens could be dangerous. Right. And so it seems as if, yeah, they, they look just like humans. Right. I mean, first of all, Mars has an atmosphere. It has, yeah. you know, uh, look like pre. it looks like uh, sort of like Greek costumes. Mm. They look like, you know, I kept thinking, like, is this a scene from Amazon Women on the Moon or is this yeah. like a, a staging of like pre- Crisis on Infinite Earth, Superman's uh, Krypton or something. But um, yeah, so, you know, and then at the end, you find out that, you know, yeah, they're human, but they're all too human. They're they're not perfect. Yeah. No, I hated this episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, not, hate's probably the wrong word. It really didn't work for me. Um, the whole thing of sort of being introduced to the sort of the Martians and them looking exactly like alien, like like us, you know, human, but in, like you say, sort of Greek Roman attire, felt like such a precursor to tre- Star Trek. Um, you know, like we found a you know an M class planet and it's populated by Greek culture. Um, but the, the the problem I have with this episode is that sort of thing of sort. Of, firstly, they're sending two people into space. This idea of small crews just sort of all right, fine, but like it, it just feels so ill-equipped constantly that you know. Especially, I'm, I'm getting a bit bored of the crashed spaceship um, trope in the Twilight Zone. Um, but even well, when it's he comes, not just Twilight Zone, right? I no, mean, it's everything. All yeah. sci-fi is like yeah. get your rocketry right, people. Yes, yeah, landing shouldn't be this hard. Um, but one of the things, even when he comes out, you know, he's a, he acknowledges he's scared, and so like, he doesn't want to leave the ship. All right, they hack the ship and open the door, and he he goes out. He has a gun, never gets fired. It literally gets taken off him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's sort of like he's basically sort of like, oh well, you're just like me. He accepts it straight away, and it's all very sort of like pally pally and stuff. And then they, 
and it's like, yeah, well, how are you speaking English? I like the fact that like, well, you're not, you know, we are using a form of telepathy or hypnosis and you, you know, you're actually talking like us. So we're able to communicate. And it's, Great. Thank you for addressing that. That's a that's a tick for, for doing something good, because I, I like the fact they did that. However, the twist that this r- runs up to. So they say, oh, we, we, we you know, we want to show you around. We want to introduce you to people, but we want to give you somewhere to stay. And so he stays for like he, he says it's a couple of he actually says it's it's been a few hours, and then they turn up and he, they've basically built a house like a, a, a mid twentieth century house. It's got drapes, it's got a sofa, it's got you know whiskey, it's got all this other stuff. Got everything he needs. They walk him through a front door, mm-hmm. and then when he gets in, he starts to notice things. Oh, hasn't got windows. Pulls down the drapes. There's no window there, and then it opens, and it's got bars on it. And all I'm thinking is, hang on, you walk past that to get in the place. <laughs> it, it it really like this whole ending again, like you know, and it had, there was a sign that he you know he, he sees it. It says it says Earth Earth creature, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, but it just looks like you. It, it, how is this zoo worthy? Like it doesn't make any sense. It, the whole thing, the whole ending just felt so, um, yeah, it, it didn't work for me at all. Well, I, I mean, I like the ending. I think the ending is a cliche, but I, I love the uh, lack of windows. I mean, mm. you're right. It doesn't make sense that they you know, just walked him in there. Um, you know, uh, you didn't notice you were walking through a zoo. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, but uh yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the, it's a cliche of like a, a human in an alien zoo, right? I mean, you know, that doesn't mean it's not cool. I mean, I and I quite like the horror of like, oh, you know, it, it's sort of like, oh, this is all a set, right? Uh, you know, that sort of element I really dig. Um, I'm more bothered by the sign, you know, like maybe his hypnosis lets him read the sign in English, yeah. you know, but that the science says earth creature in its native habitat. I mean, okay, it's the alien zoo twist ending, you know, it is what it is. I think it's cool, but it, you know, it's not an amazing episode. Yeah, I don't know, just some things about it just didn't work for me. I think it's, so like for example, because they do look so human and they acknowledge that they're able to, they're able to um, adjust his perceptions of things so for me if it was because there's a moment when two of them sort of like you know they're like yes when they sort of like he goes with them like you know a sneaky little high five kind of moment because they all look so human and there's a bunch of them as well around the ship like i'm like if this is if this is a mission to trap a human creature well, it appears you could have done it with three people. Like, I don't understand why there's so many people stood around the ship. Because I'll tell you right now, I went back and checked this because they obviously have only have so many so many extras. All those people that are stood around looking at the ship when they take him out are the same people oh. that are all stood at the zoo as well. <laughs> so yeah. they've only only got so many extras. But that's besides the point. But like, it feels sort of just off. Um, and even the, the guy who plays this scientist, like he irritates me because I just find that like, he's just too willing. He says how scared he is, but then he's incredibly willing to just go with things. So I'm like, hang on, where's this fear? Fear should be making you cautious. Fear should be making you a little bit paranoid. Like you should be fighting some of this instead of just going with it. Because you're a like, you know, you should be thinking rationally about some of this stuff, or at least show something that like 
you know, fear of being trapped in the rocket with a dead body has driven you to do something. Like it, it, it just felt too easy throughout the whole thing. And the other thing I wanted was when they do this celebration, they're like, yes, we've caught him. A little cutback to show that they actually don't look human and they're using some sort yeah. of like perception filter. And then at the end reveal that none of them look human and he actually mm-hmm. is, you know, looks that way. So it, it is something interesting for them to look at. Then that would have been a much more hard hitting. But um, well, you mentioned you know Conrad, the main character. He's played by Roddy McDowell from Planet of the Apes. Movies. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, yeah. So I mean, I also had that same sense of like they're going to reveal, right? I mean, like the Star Trek pilot episode, The Cage, yes, right? That, like, I thought yeah, they, that. yes, totally thought. Yeah, that. they don't look like humans, right? I yeah. mean, and it seems like so much of his going with it and it's just kind of surrender. I mean, I was okay with it, but, you know, it's like they look like us, you know, and and they're being like they're clearly a highly advanced society and they're telling him, oh, don't worry, we'll provide for you. We'll even repair your ship. Um, So, right. I mean, my gripes are, number one, I thought the same thing. Right. It's dumb that they look like humans. That's kind of the point of the title and that's kind Mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. point that it's teasing out. But still, how awesome would that reveal be of you're in the human zoo if they're just like tentacle weird, you know, uh, aliens with antennae and stuff? Um, It could be much more horrifying. The other thing that I thought is like, I'm, you know, I'm not clear. I don't need a uh, primer on Martian civilization. okay? but clearly they have some sort of psychic powers. They have, Mm -hmm. you know, they can hypnotize without us seeing it um if it occurred we're certainly aren't shown it they can hypnotize conrad to know the martian language and not know that he's really speaking it right they can build this house overnight they Mm. claim that they can repair his ship so you know so again sort of why are they like why do they wait until a human lands on mars Yes, if they have the superior that, technologies, just go collect somebody. Yeah, and that that sort of struck me as well. I was like, hang on, like you know, we don't wait for sort of like a bear to turn up and go, hey, I'll, I'll put that in the zoo now. But yeah, it felt it felt it felt bizarre. Um, you know, because it's yeah, it, 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 I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It felt it felt too easy. And like you say, it, what I would say is this thing of they don't have to look human. He has to perceive them as human because of the thing. But they don't have because his um, his his astronaut partner when they, when they, you know when they're sort of talking at the very beginning of the episode, he says if they have minds and they have hearts, then they are people. And the intention being, basically, if they are living and they can communicate or they can reason, then they are people. And that's sort of the qualifier that's given. So they don't have to look human. They can You can be shown to be um, different looking, but still just as, you know, our society is just the same. You know, they, they, they've got these sort of things. It would still work. It, yeah. But it just feels a little... I'm sorry to say this episode feels lazy. That's the only way I can describe it. Like, there are moments of good. I do like it when he recognizes there's no windows. That's that's mm-hmm. that's a good moment. Um and you know and it, it, it does take me back to sort of like you said, ironically, you said Roddy McDowell, this idea of, of Planet of the Apes and you know um you know Charlton Heston being in sort of a cage, you know, um 
and it work, it weirdly works better in or even the or even say the cage the the star trek episode works better than this yes um and it, it works better when it is revealed that we we aren't the superior thing we think we are well and there's even a love interest right tinya you know Ooh, uh, yeah who's the, the love interest uh much like in the cage that you know is sort of like it's it, the martians seem to be using her as a lure to kind of get him to, you know, but I mean, you know, I find myself, I agree with you about the cage in comparison. I find, I found myself wondering like, okay, well, yeah, I know what you're saying about it seeming lazy. Um, if the, if the Martians can solve the language barrier by telepathy, um, you know, why can't they just convince him to go into this cage? Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a version of this episode that addresses that stuff more more clearly. I, I guess I just come down on, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, these are 25-minute episodes that were, you know, written in a week yeah. and, you know, and shot with a very low budget. And it's, it's you know, it, yes, if, if you had them revealed not to be human, you know, part of the problem was with Star Trek early on was its budget and how much, you know, it required. So, yeah, I mean, everything you're saying is correct. I just, you know, give it a yeah. little more of a pass. Yeah, no, you're right. There were certain things. It's it's fine. But I think, like you say, because of the, the ones we've gone through recently, you know, uh, you know, even in the last sort of 10, there's been some real corkers. And then you get to this, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I know, and I know there's ups and downs. I know it can't be sustained. That's fine, but it just felt weaker in in almost every respect. Um, so, and you know, it's one of those things like there's not. It wants to say something, you know, that oh, well, people are all the same all over, and sort of like, okay, well, you know, you identify Martians as people, and that you know we are capturing things, and we like to present things. All right, what's the equivalency that you're showing on Earth? I think I think the point is just that people use that phrase in a positive way, right? Like, you know, you say, oh, yeah. well, in I Baghdad, they don't care about their kids. And you're like, no, people are like all over, right? They want food. They want to feed yeah. their kids. They want safety. Yeah. But then it's perverted and it's like, oh, no, they'll take advantage of other people and they won't see the other as themselves, mm. right? When they have power over that person. So, so. I maybe took a little, you know, more cynical sort of, you know, uh, sense out of it. Yeah. It's not like people are always throwing each other into zoos. <laughs> no, no, I got that. But it's like, it shows this idea of an, uh, an intent of superiority. Like the Martians think they are superior and they haven't had an Earth creature to show in this display. I wanted an equivalency to that on Earth. And to me, straight away, you know, not even thinking it's Roddy McDowell because it's obviously pre. <laughs> plant the apes but like that beginning part like all right probably having a, ch a chimpanzee on set would be quite difficult but like even a story of like we've sent chimpanzees into space of like you know they're just sort of dumb animals kind of thing and then you get this equivalency of like oh, okay that yeah you look down on these these creatures and now you're being looked down upon i just wanted that equivalency of you're we, you know to show that people are alike all over all right, show me what we are like. Why is it that we are then to show this? You know, that's that's the one thing that was missing for me. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that they they try to ground those themes in in a writerly way, right? By having that conversation about the nature of the aliens they would encounter, mm. you know, and people are like all over. But you're right; it, it, they haven't more, it, they haven't seeded that theme. They haven't seeded the twist, which yeah. is just a, a Twilight Zone twist. The other thing I would say that you know sort of lessens these episodes as you go on is you're so used to the Twilight Zone twist that you start anticipating it, right? Yeah. So especially because we've seen rockets crash before, you know, you don't see outside the rocket. You spend quite a bit of time, I think too much time inside the rocket. You're like, they're on, you know, well, they're on Earth, right? Yeah. We've seen that twist and it's like, oh, okay. No, in fact, the aliens look like ancient Greeks. And you're thinking, yeah, would I have preferred the twist that I anticipated, you know, or do yeah. aliens look like ancient Greeks makes more sense. And so you finally do get the twist. And I think because there's this weird way that Twilight Zone sort of trains you to expect better and to deconstruct it and to anticipate these twists. And then when you don't get ones that are as smart as what you've concocted mm -hmm. uh, or as interesting, you uh, are disappointed. Yeah, I, I do think you know. There's, a, I do think there's a better version of this episode that does also that doesn't involve a crash. You know, I think the equivalency you could have made in don't know if it would hit home a little bit, but be like you know, it would be like assuming that you know someone arriving on the Mayflower and thinking they are better than the Native Americans. You know, mm -hmm. they're better than indigenous people. Having that as a representation and then going, oh no, you're going to go in our zoo. Like, you know, you're going to become a part of our history would have been an interesting way that like, it didn't need a crash. You've landed and then you've engaged with this alien culture and this alien culture has gone. No, 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 no. Like you are now our dinner um, kind of thing. So I do think this is, I, I, I get that, you know, this is written in a week, but it could have been stronger. There's ways of addressing this, I think. Anyway, we are, we are sort of shy on time now. So any final thoughts on uh, people that are alike all over? I, I agree with, with your assessment that it is weaker. Um, I do want to note that, like, just like Ray Bradbury, like, there's this history of, like, Martians clearly have psychic powers in some yeah. way. Like, it's very strange. Well, when they actually arrive, we'll find out, I'm sure. Um, but yes, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoy the show and uh, we shall speak to you on the next episode.